welcome to Block in the Back. On this podcast, we chat about all things Dynasty Fantasy Football from leagues to rankings. Now don't turn your back, square up and get ready to have some fun and get your teams to a championship with your hosts, Tyler Fish and Ryan Paulish. Welcome back to Block in the Back here alongside Ryan Paulish. We're here to discuss free agents, what we think of them, where they might go, their dynasty outlook. Ryan, you ready to go? Yeah, I'm really excited. We These are some of the guys that we haven't really talked a whole lot about in a while, so I'm kind of excited. Some of these guys were hurt during the year, um, so it'll be a good little exercise to discuss some of these guys going forward, what kind of value they might have. We buying, we selling, um, things like that. So, I'm yeah, I'm really excited to get after it today. And we kind of discussed off the pod here. I mean, there's a lot of good free agents, and – you know, not many teams with cap space. So, you know, it, it's going to get interesting here. And, you know, our, our team's going to shell out. I don't think these guys are going to get the money that they're really expecting. And uh, they might be kicking themselves in the butt for maybe not signing a deal a year or two ago because uh, now they're, there's just not as much money going around, you know, due to COVID and salary caps dropping. So that will obviously rise back up again. But it's ought to be a good one here and, and we'll kind of just bounce around, you know, not really stick to one position, you know, dead on. We'll just kind of discuss players and cause there is a lot of talent out there. And let's start with one guy, Rye. Uh, I'll ask you, uh, Dak Prescott, uh, you know, coming off the ankle fracture dislocation has not gotten a contract from the Cowboys and, you know, he's been playing pretty well, you know, they've just, they haven't really signed him to that long-term deal. Is he due for that long-term deal? And what do you think about him? Yeah, Dak, I mean, God, the guy has lit in the world on fire right before he got hurt in 2020. Um, and last year he was QB2 in 2019. So he's been really, really good for him. I can't imagine a world where he's not a cowboy next year for 2021. I honestly think that he might be a franchise tag candidate. Just – Otherwise, I feel like he'd have a deal already. So maybe they're waiting to see how rehab goes, but it's not like that was an injury that like would cause major issues in the future, though, either. So I'm not really sure what they're doing, but I do think he is going to be a cowboy, whether that's franchise tag or a big-time deal. Um, if he's not a cowboy, I don't know what the Cowboys are doing. I don't understand it. The league would be just head over heels, spinning. Twitter would be blowing up, but I think he's going to be a cowboy. That's what my, my gut feeling says, and I like that fit. He's got weapons all over the place, and he's been playing well with them. So that's my take on Dak. Yeah, I mean, cowboys aren't letting him go, and the ankle fracture dislocation is not a long-term thing that people need to worry about. Um, he had successful surgery and uh, you know, four- to six-month timeline for recovery there. Plus, he's got weapons galore there in Dallas. Uh, I want every piece of Dak right now that I can get my hands on in Dynasty, and he's only 27 and a half. You know, if we know quarterbacks can play well into their 40s. I mean, he's he's a guy that can play a while yet. So you you yeah. know you know he's really really good. When I still feel like his Dynasty value, people are not letting him go. I don't think it's dropped any because he was just so on fire right before he got hurt. I just and it's not that serious of an injury where he's going to be missing part of next year or having future problems like he's that good where I don't even know if he's attainable to go get especially in superflex leagues so I mean, in superflex you're gonna have to pay a ridiculous amount to get him just with the weapons that are there right so I mean good luck getting him in a superflex league 
yeah, you're right. I mean, his value did not drop a whole lot with the injury because it's not a long-term thing. You're going into uh, 2021 season and you're feeling great about having Dak on your roster. So if, if anything, you, your super flex team might've struggled this year. So you're going to get Dak back and maybe a high pick and you're just going to be, oh, for sure. you, you're going to be off to a good start in 2021. So is, that's what dynasty is though. When you're not winning, you're still winning because you're getting that good draft pick. That's the, the, yeah. that's the awesome part of dynasty. Yeah. Excellent point there. Yeah. You probably didn't have a great year if he was done your squad this past season and, uh, you're going to live. You're going to be all right. So let's move on to the next guy here. And that's uh, – we'll bounce around because you know, there's not too many quarterbacks that we're going to discuss today. Um, Dak is obviously the, the best one there. Let's Chris let's, Godwin. Whoop, go ahead. Let's – before we actually get too far into this, Tyler, let's maybe okay. discuss this Carson Wentz trade. That happened the day after we recorded our pod last week. That's right. That was the day after. So we haven't discussed Carson yet. No. Let's, let's kind of dig into that. What do we think about Carson Wentz going to the Colts? Do you like it? Well, first off, you're going to have to wait on Chris Godwin, guys. So that is the next player that we were going to talk about. But uh, Carson Wentz goes to a, a really, you know, nice team, nice situation. I honestly think they're they're lacking a playmaker at wide receiver yet, uh, especially with T.Y. Hilton probably not signing back. You know, it's kind of sounds like he's going to venture elsewhere and not that T.Y. Hilton's lighting, you know, everybody up right now anyways. But yeah, Michael Pittman, did you see – this is the more interesting part of this, and I'm not even a huge Carson Wentz fan, but Pittman's not willing to give up number 11 for Wentz. Did you see that? I did see that. It was interesting. That's like against the grain to what you typically see. Usually you're, you're bending over backwards for the new quarterback that's coming into town, um, especially the guy that's going to be throwing you the football, hopefully a lot, and then you just tell him, no, I'm good. I like number 11. I was here first. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I mean, for a guy that's going to be getting targets in that offense, why would you not give up the number to your quarterback? I I'm not sure why, but, yeah, like you said, I actually like the fit. I think that was one of the best spots that Wentz could go to. He's reuniting with his old coach in Frank Wright, um, I th and I think he knows how to coach him. That was back when he was having good years, uh, before he had that ACL injury. And he, he does have weapons. He's got Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, JT, Naheem Hines, I do, I do think they have the cap space. I think we're going to talk about the Colts a little bit later, too, with some of these wide receivers. I think they go out and get another weapon for Wentz, possibly a tight end. So I actually really, really like the fit. I don't think – so Carson Wentz was broken last year, and I think part of that was coaching issues. Um, you got to have confidence in your quarterback, and they didn't display any of that. He had a bad offensive line, running for his life. I think now he's behind a really good offensive line where Phillip Rivers took, like, the – second least amount of sacks now that is good run game too right good run game to take the pressure off partially because philip rivers likes to get the ball out fast though too but still he's behind a much better line he's got weapons he's reuniting with the coach he had success with i think this is a good fresh start probably the probably the best case scenario for carson wentz owners going forward yeah it's not a bad fit at all it'll be interesting to see what wentz can do you know because obviously he did not have a great season last year so I, I do. They need another weapon, though. You know, if we just go in with these wide receiver weapons, I'm not overly thrilled. But there is a good chance that they address wide receiver position a little bit. And like they, they, they have the cap room. You can't imagine they're going to go forward with Zach Pascoe after signing Carson Wentz. You want to give them every chance to, to succeed. For so. sure. Yeah. And I want to say, I, there, I don't. I think Trey Burton is still under contract. It was a viable option. Been kind of hit or miss. Moali Cox, I believe, is a free agent. So tight end, I'm actually not too worried about tight end. I was more worried about wide receiver. 
I mean, I do like Paris Campbell, though. That, that's a guy that you need to check on him in your league right now. Uh, Paris Campbell is somebody that, when healthy, they said that they're going to give him the opportunity uh, to succeed. And I, I actually liked what I saw in that one game that he had last year before he got hurt. Uh, he looked good. So go out and, and maybe get him for, for something cheap. Yeah, well, especially. Yeah, you had that great tweet today. You know, anything past 205, I think you said, it's like, what are you doing? I mean, the chances that you hit on that are very slim to none. You're going to tell me that you couldn't get Paris Campbell for a late second? I, I, geez, I mean, I would, I would imagine that as somebody that's maybe stockpiling picks, you could get Paris Campbell for, for pretty darn cheap. I actually did some research behind that tweet too. So back to 2015 through 2018, so – I believe four years. Anybody drafted in rookie drafts at from 205 through 312, so that back end of the second and all of the third round, the chances of that player being top 24 in their respective positions, just one time in that entire stretch in their career so far is 37%. For them to be a top 24 twice is 20%. So, I mean, what do you, that I mean, makes me that makes me feel smart for uh, for grabbing Chris Godwin and Chase Claypool that late. There's right. a victory lap. Sorry. Right. I mean, yes, you obviously are going to get those guys at hits. So, I mean, I'm not telling you to never go out and grab second rounders or third rounders because they do hit. But I'm saying, don't let a third rounder be a deal breaker in a trade, though. Either. I mean, your percentages aren't in your favor. If it, if you are going to get a player who's a proven player, who's maybe even a top 12 in that position, top 15, and they want an extra third on top of it to get the deal done. I'm doing that all day, like with no hesitation. Sure. Take my third. I'll either get it back in a different trade or I'm still going to get a top 15 player or whoever you really want. If that's your guy, I just think that's silly to let a third round pick or a, a back end second to really be, be a deal breaker. Oh, it's a great point. And I, yeah, thank you for explaining the, I didn't know you. Man, if you would have put the research in in college that you do now for Dynasty football, you would have been 4.0. I probably would be a doctor. <laughs> Dr. Polish. <laughs> Whoa, Dr. Polish was my father. You can just call me Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. No, good work, Ryan. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we think of Carson Wentz. Obviously, goes to a great team, great situation. You know, it's, you know he's definitely he's pushing back towards – you know, that top 12 quarterback range there and definitely has potential in that offense. So moving on now, uh, thank you for bringing that up. We, we don't want to miss that, right? It's, we, we got to touch on that news. Chris Godwin for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do we see going on here? You know, he didn't have the, the year that we all thought Chris Godwin would have and partially because he was injured, partially because Tom Brady really spreads the ball around and slings it around. Um, so he finishes wide receiver number 35, but due to injury, when he was active, uh, actually Tom and him had a pretty good connection there. Thoughts on Chris Godwin moving forward? Um, I do. I like Chris Godwin. I really do. And part of those games too, didn't he have like a cast on his hand or something like that? He put it, he had a screw put in his finger or something like yeah, that. He he broke missed, his finger. Yeah. He missed one week with a broken finger, had surgery, came back. So he toughed it out. Yeah, so I mean, when he did play, I mean, he had, he did he did solid. I mean, he had 840 yards on the year yet, still seven touchdowns in 12 games. 
So 84 targets in 12 games. So it's really due to his missed games that he was wide receiver 31. Now, would he have been top 12? I'm not saying that by any means. But did you see that Arians at, at the uh, the parade for the Super Bowl saying that we're getting Chris Godwin back? Now, do you put any weight behind that, or is that just a celebration thing to keep everybody good-spirited? Are they going to go out and get him? They're 10th yeah. in the league in salary cap right now. So I'm not sure. Does Chris Godwin, Godwin want to go somewhere and be that that true number one and get paid the big bucks? I don't know if he could franchise tag him. Yeah, I mean that could. I mean he's he's really good. It's it's gonna be hard for to let Chris Godwin walk. Yeah, so he's, I mean, he's and Mike Evans. Receiver. Mike Evans even came out and said he was gonna give away part of his salary to be able to keep the keep the squad together to try to go do it again. So sure. part part of me thinks that Chris Godwin is gonna be a Buccaneer again. Oh, I think he will. I I feel pretty confident saying that, and obviously I could eat my words here in a couple of weeks, but I, I think he ends up a Buccaneer. I, I, I'm starting to lean that way. At first, I wasn't. I thought he'd be gone. He's going to want that big money. But I think they're going to give him enough money. And I think just having Tom Brady on that team, the, I mean, the percentage that you win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady on your team is actually ridiculously pretty good in, in all things considered here. So I wonder if that's going to ha- kind of sway his, his decision as well. Now, going forward, what do we think of Godwin as a, as a dynasty asset with Tom Brady, Mike Evans, we got Gronk. Um, I bet you they signed Leonard Fournette back. So, I mean, they got weapons. Is is Godwin just going to be that mid-wide receiver too? Or do you think he can I, go back I, to My feelings haven't one? changed. My feelings haven't changed on Godwin. I, I still think he's he's back-end wide receiver one. He's young. He's young yet, man. Like, what is he sitting at, 24 years old, I think? You can fact-check me on that one. He's 24, yep. 24. Man, he's legit. And he's got he's, – I mean, he's a great route runner. You know, his hands were, were solid, um, especially uh, coming into this year. And obviously, I don't know his drop rate this year, but he, he had one of the best catch rates um, in that year that he was number one fantasy scoring receiver, 2019. I, I still really like him, and I don't, I don't really care who the quarterback is because he plays out of the slot most of the time. So I, I like him. Yeah, I, I just pers- personally, I, I love him. I think he's a really, really good talent. I just think with Tom, him spreading the ball around, they still got Mike Evans there with all the weapons around. I don't, I can see like a top end wide receiver too, like anywhere from wide receiver 12 to 15, I can see. But I, I just feel like his ceiling is slightly capped. I don't see him getting to that wide receiver two like he was in 2019. I just don't think, I don't think Tom Brady is going to, going to target those that one player enough unless it's just touchdown oriented but you saw how he likes to target Mike Evans in the red zone too um I just yeah that's where I'm at with Chris Godwin I think he's good I think he's a phenomenal wide receiver but I just feel like his ceiling is slightly capped with 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 Tom Brady still still a great asset on your dynasty team but I don't think he's ever going to get back to that wide receiver five or two or or anything like that um, as long as Tom Brady's in town yeah, maybe not that, but he's definitely – he's only 24. I think he's back-end wide receiver one. I really do. He is Tom's favorite target. So, if you look at the games that, that they both played in, he oh. didn't have one of those one-catch games like Mike Evans did. So I, I agree with that. I do. Yeah. So, yeah, nice player. Definitely, I, res- I respect that analysis, though. Um, moving on, next player, uh, sticking the wide receiver position, Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears. What are our thoughts on – on a Rob and he's, he's, he's an odd guy, man. And I'll, he, 
he'll sit there and he had anywhere to choose his free agency destination. He chose Chicago. Why did he choose Chicago? Only to bash Chicago and the fact that he's not getting the ball, the fact that he doesn't have a quarterback. He chose that spot. And I want to say he signed when Trubisky was a rookie. Like they had, I want to say that's how long he's been there. Four years. It, he Trubisky might have been there a year. No, I mean, nevertheless, why why is he sitting there complaining? He chose his team. If he wants a quarterback, he needs to choose wisely. If he ends up getting franchise tagged by the Bears, he's going to be pissed. And the Bears might. I honestly I don't know what the Bears are going to do with him because you hate to see a player of that caliber walk for nothing. Um, I mean, I still like A-Rob. He's still going to produce if he's a Bear, but it's just unfortunate that he – he is a bear. I'd love to see him with a better quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. His, his entire career, that just shows you what kind of wide receiver he is though with his entire career hasn't played with a quarterback worth a damn. Um, but yeah, I'm not really sure what, why he's complaining since he got the pick that destination. I don't know if he thought that he was just going to get 150 targets, 160 targets or whatever with a, Oh, well, never mind. I'm going to eat my words. He had 151 targets this year. Um, he still had a good year. He's a really good wide receiver, but one of the most underrated fantasy wide receivers, actually. So I'm not really sure why he's complaining so much. Maybe it's because they're not, they weren't good. Um, but I honestly, I, I think the, I think he's going to walk personally. I just think with that bad blood that you heard of, heard of throughout the year, I can't imagine them striking a deal. I think he's going to want big money or he's going to want to go play with a really good quarterback and win some games possibly. Um, but, yeah, I actually really like him as a candidate to go to the Colts, to be honest with you. I think he's going to go help Carson Wentz out. I think he's going to be the number one there. Um, Michael Pittman owners might not like that, but I think that they can sustain two wide receivers there. And having a decent year out of Paris Campbell is fine, too. But I actually like him to go to the Colts. He's a really, really good wide receiver. If he goes to the Colts, he's a wide receiver one again. He's been a wide receiver one the last two years. And gone over 1,100 yards each of those two years, had 98-plus catches the last two years, 150 targets the last two years. With, and he's been with Chicago for three. So I really like him, but I don't think that he's going to be a bear, which is actually makes me like him more. I think his ceiling is unreal if, if he can leave the Bears. The guy's are just a phenomenal player, one of the most underrated fantasy players out there. I think he ends up getting tagged and traded, you know, just thinking about it. I, I just – it's going to be hard for the Bears to just let him walk. And not saying he's going to end up a Bear because I don't think he ends up a Bear, but I just don't think he gets to choose his destination, unfortunately. Uh, but you're right. I do love him on any other team as well. So still like him. He's getting up there in age, though. So, you know, be careful what you do pay, um, you know, especially a guy who's had an ACL surgery in his past. You know, I don't like I don't like receivers as they – approach that 30 year old mark and especially as they creep over 30 um that's just you know some yeah you're you're watching for the decline there and i just would hate for somebody to overpay and see that and live with that decline so i don't know if you can overpay for Allen robinson he's so undervalued for what you can get out of him but i mean true but he ended up wide receiver nine this year yeah and he's 27 years old. Everybody, I mean, wide receivers in their prime are 26 to 28. So, I mean, he's yeah. technically, technically he's hitting his stride as far as if you look back to see like the top 12 in target share on a team, the people that are commanding the most targets are about 27 years old on the team. 
26, 27, 28. So, I mean, I think he's, he's fine for age for what you're going to have to give up to get Allen Robinson typically in a league, I think is completely fine. Especially if you're a contender, you're going to give up a back end first to go get Allen Robinson, who's going to put up wide receiver one numbers for you for another year or two, whether he's with the bears or not. Like, I think that's good value. I'm, I'm on team by Allen Robinson, me personally. All right. Yeah, I do like the player. Moving on, uh, sticking on the wide receiver because there, there are quite a few wide receivers that uh, could make an impact, and that's Kenny Galladay, who we did not even see hardly at all this year. Um, Kenny Galladay, where is he going to go? You know, Lions just traded Matt Stafford, Jared Goff's in town. What do we think of Kenny? I like Kenny Galladay. I do. I This one's a tough one for me because you saw so little of him. But when he did play, I mean, he had 14 points, 14 points, 12 points, 14 points uh, in the four games that he played or five games that he played. Um, really, really dynamic player. Six foot four, big bodied guy, the typical number one receiver for your team. But they'd bring in Jared Goff. Now you would think they would want to sign a weapon for Jared Goff because currently Quintez Cephas is the only wide receiver under contract for the Detroit Oof. Lions. So you've got to imagine they're either going to bring in one of these free agents or they got to sign Kenny Galladay back, franchise tag him, draft a yeah, wide receiver. Yeah, I think he gets tagged. He very, I mean, that one I would, I would think over Allen Robinson. I, I just I – don't, I don't know why I think Allen Robinson is going to leave. I just – I think the bad blood that they have – that they were the beef they were having during the year just kind of makes me think that but I think Galladay is a better candidate to get tagged just the lack of wide receivers bringing in another quarterback you want to see him succeed you, you can't just leave him out the dry this year so I think yeah I think Galladay is going to be a lion again personally does Galladay produce as well even because when Galladay played he actually this past year he actually had some nice games because he's a nice player does he produce with Jared Goff at the helm I think so. As the number one receiver, you you look back, yeah. Goff can produce wide receiver ones. I mean, Robert Wood is always a fringe wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two. Cooper Cup had a really good year two years ago, um, yeah. not as much this last year. But, I mean, he can, he can still toss the rock. I mean, the scheme is going to be a, a big difference maker, but I think Goff can, at least for a number one wide receiver on the team with Kenny Galladay's prototypical size I think that they're going to scheme it enough where I think he's going to have a potentially a I mean a high-end wide receiver two almost at the floor I think Kenny Galladay has a really big ceiling being almost the only wide receiver there so I I, I do really like Galladay yeah he I mean you're right Goff has had Cup and Woods where they've been very very reliable in fantasy so could Kenny Galladay do that? Absolutely. A healthy Kenny Galladay could be a very, very good wide receiver. So I do like him as well. You know, again, approaching about that prime, right? 27, 28 years old, uh, big dude, baby Tron, uh, has a couple of good years left. Really. He's, he's kind of in the same situation as, as a Rob right now. They're both a, approaching 28 years old, you know, got a couple good years left. Where will they be is the big question. But, yeah, I think Kenny does end up back in Detroit. The only difference for me with A-Rob and Galladay is Galladay's 27, and he's been a wide receiver one once, where A-Rob's been a wide receiver one three times. 
two years in a row where Galladay, he was a little bit older coming in, Galladay was. So he doesn't For have sure. much experience when he's only had that one wide receiver one year where he had 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns, but only 65 receptions. So I definitely – Hard to compare, that. though, because A-Rob has three more years of NFL experience. A-Rob was a baby when he came in, man. Yes, absolutely. And, and Sitting at 22, 21 years old. And you can argue that Galladay's had Stafford, who's been a better quarterback than anybody A-Rob has ever had, though. What do you mean, garbage time Blake Bortles? <laughs> God, I forgot he existed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just go to it, it would be, he'd throw two pick sixes, they'd be down by three scores, and then A-Rob would go ball out in garbage time. I loved it. Oh, absolutely. You got to love it from the fantasy aspect, at least. But, but yeah, Kenny Galladay going forward, I like him as that kind of a low-end wide receiver one, top, as a floor, probably wide receiver 18, which is – just fine for fantasy. That's a good, good asset on your team. Yeah, we're in agreement on, on Kenny. Moving on, we'll change up positions here. We'll go Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry came out and said that he wanted to play with a good quarterback. I mean, what was Herbert this year? Herbert was fantastic. Um, why? I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe I just don't know enough about the situation, but why does Hunter Henry not want to go back to – the Chargers, I mean, they are on the up and up and things are looking good. Um, I mean, Justin Herbert just played a phenomenal year. He looked great. He, he was slinging the ball around like crazy. He's got a, a nice arm. He, I was wrong on him because coming out of college, I wasn't a huge fan of him, and he totally proved me wrong. Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you just said on the Chargers. You kind of want to be a part of that offense, you would think. I mean, he just Herbert just balled out as a rookie. You don't always see that. And I was with you on not thinking Herbert was going to be great. I feel like in the, in the fantasy football community, you either think that Herbert is just a God and he was the number two overall quarterback and just a stud, or you thought that he wasn't that good. We were on the side that he wasn't that good and we were wrong. I mean, it happens to the best of us, but Hunter Henry, I like the talent. He was one of the, one of the highest touted tight end prospects coming in in 2015 when he got drafted or 2016. And he hasn't been what we thought he was going to be. He's been on that fringe tight end one and hasn't, I mean, he's played, he hasn't played a full year yet for one. And he just hasn't really produced that what we thought he was going to. Now, is he ever going to, do you think he's going to be, get into the tight end one realm at another team? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, he always seems to be banged up. Right. And he, I mean, he hasn't shown us anything to tell us that he has the tight end one upside except for one year he had a I mean he only played 12 games and he was tight in nine so that one year he was pretty solid but I would I kind of I guess since we haven't seen it with the Chargers I kind of want to see Hunter Henry in a new uniform to see what he's got Um, I still his price tag right now I think he's definitely attainable but I almost you kind of have to buy him now because if he goes somewhere where he's going to get a lot of opportunity then I think his price tag is going to go right back up just because of the name value with Hunter Henry. So I places that I would like to see him go, where I'd like to see him go, is the Colts as well. Um, yeah, you were going to say that. I the, the Jaguars have a lot of cap space. They have Josh Oliver there, but we haven't even seen him play. He was a rookie, and then he got hurt. He tore his ACL in the preseason or something like that. So Yeah, I did scoop up Josh Oliver at the end of the season. 
you know, I was going through the waiver wire. I was like, oh man, he was out all year. Give me some of Josh Oliver. Yeah. Um, no idea what, what that's going to be in store for him next year. But I did happen. To, it's funny that you mentioned his name because I did scoop him up. He's a, he's a really good athlete. He's, a, he's one of those athletic tight ends like an Evan Ingram type where he's not a big, big blocker or a huge body or anything, but he's just that athletic run tight end where I think he played for San Jose State or something like correct. that. Correct. Yep, that's correct. Yep. And I actually – he was a decent prospect coming in. I actually like the talent. And if they don't go get a tight end, he could be one of those sleepers that really pop onto the radar radar this year since we haven't really seen much from him. But really, those are the only destinations that I can see him going. The Patriots maybe. And everybody's going to get all excited about him going to the Patriots because Gronkowski, one of the best tight ends we've ever seen ever, right. played really good there. But I don't think that just automatically means the Patriots are – a tight end farm. I mean, we saw it this year. They were tight ends were one of the least targeted in the entire NFL from the Patriots. So I'm right. not sure if that's great, but he'd be one of the only weapons there if they don't go out and get anybody else. So maybe the Patriots because they have a lot of cap space. So Hunter Henry's yeah, a tough see one. That, but he wants to play with a good quarterback, and who's the quarterback in New England? I mean, Cam. I bet you. I, I don't know if Cam will be back or not. I, I honestly don't know what they're going to do. They got pick 15 in the NFL draft. So do they go QB? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they do. I think they, I think they honestly bring Cam back to be honest with you. Man, I don't know. I mean, it was hard to judge Cam, right? Not to get too off topic, but his wide receivers stunk, right? Edelman was, was not playing. Nikhil Harry can't, you know, he can't get open versus a traffic cone. And I mean, who else did you have? It was, it was disgusting. Yeah, the only guys that like showed flashes were people like Jacoby Myers. Yeah, I mean, and, I mean, who is Jacoby Myers? <laughs> so, so I he's mean, on my dynasty roster, but he's available. I'll tell you that. So yeah, I like, like I don't know. I, I it's hard to judge Cam, right? Because he had literally nobody to throw to. No, I I completely agree. And with with Hunter Henry, I do I I do think he's a talented tight end. I really do. But he's just had health issues and. Just he's underproduced, really. When it comes down to it, he's he's had plenty of opportunities, plenty of years in the NFL. I mean, this will be his uh, sixth or seventh year in the NFL. So, I I can get excited about him going to the Colts and the Jaguars because they're probably going to have Trevor Lawrence, and that's about it for me. So if he goes anywhere else, I'm not I'm not buying him. But if he can go to there and you can get him at a cheap – if he can go to the Jaguars or the Colts and you can get him at a decent price if you're tight end needy team or in a tight end premium league, then then I can I can see going out and buying Hunter Henry. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how much do you want to roll the dice right now in terms of, of getting him not knowing his, his destination. I'm, I'm holding a little bit because I'm, you know, not sure where he's going to end up. So uh, moving on, uh, Will Hamstring Fuller. Mr. PEDs, you know, no wonder he was playing so great, right? Vacated targets. He was taking PEDs to stay healthy, you know. Didn't pull his hamstring. Uh, got knocked out with uh, getting caught with PEDs. So where's Will Fuller going to end up? I, I actually have not heard a whole lot about Will. Uh, but I do like the, uh, you know, we thought he could just stretch the field. He showed that he can run, you know, different routes in his route tree. And he looked really good. He also had Deshaun Watson, though, so it offense dependent for me for Will. Um, I I don't even know. I haven't seen him linked anywhere. 
Yeah, really the only places that I've heard was just like wishful thinking from the fantasy football Twitter community. And obviously it happens every single year, I feel like. And us as Packer fans are just always disappointed. Anytime there's a free agent wide receiver or a good rookie wide receiver in the first round of NFL drafts, everybody thinks they're going to the Packers. And I think we know, right. better, we, we know better by now where that's not going to happen. <laughs> so I, I don't think we go get Will Fuller. Um, I've seen Curtis Samuel talks for the Packers, but I, don't, I haven't heard that from a reliable source either. Everybody's just saying they need to go to the Packers. They need to go to the Packers. Well, guess what? I, I doubt any of them go to the Packers. I would be really surprised if we go get a free agent wide receiver. So Packers Will, had a chance to trade for him. So many teams had a chance to trade for Will Fuller prior to him getting caught. And they chose not to. And I, and the asking price could not have been a whole heck of a lot. Maybe it was, I don't remember. No, I don't, I don't remember draft either, pick. but I, like you said, Will Fuller played good. I, I actually liked the player. I think like you said, you hit it right on the head. I think he's going to be pretty scheme dependent and quarterback dependent though, where he's got to go to a good offense with a good quarterback. Then I can get on board with Will Fuller. Am I buying him right now? Not really, because watch him go to the Jets. Ugh. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know if I'd like that. Watch him go to the Patriots. I'm good. Um, t- like, otherwise, what who, the top cap, cap space people in the NFL, they all have wide receivers. They're good. They're fine. Washington football team, I could maybe get behind a little bit, but who? what's their quarterback situation like? We don't really know. I'm not even in love with that. Yeah, I'm not. I, I I do like the player, but it, it is so, you know, situation dependent for me. I, I wasn't that in love with him. He was wide receiver one in Houston. Okay. Wherever he goes, he's not going to be wide receiver one. Okay. You might see the, the deep play threat. We might see old Will Fuller. I don't think we're going to see the Will Fuller that we saw eight for 112 and him going off in games. I think he's going to be more of a boomer bust guy. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And people are going, people on Twitter are saying, go buy Will Fuller right now before he gets signed and try to get him cheap. And I don't know what I would give up for Will Fuller, to be honest with you. I don't think I'm giving up a top-end second-round pick for Will Fuller, not in this class of wide receivers. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And I think that might be the price he's going for. And if he does sign with somebody that's decent, then I think his price is he, the, the hype is going to be there where you're going to have to give up back end first for him. And I'm just not there. I'm not buying Will Fuller. If I have him, you can't, I feel like you can't really sell him. You're kind of just holding and hoping that Will Fuller and last year kind of screwed you with him getting, getting suspended. How long is he suspended for in 2021? He's missing games. I think it was at six games. That, that I'm not sure. He's only I mean, 26, so, I mean, if you're buying in Dynasty, you're probably not buying for right now anyways, so. Right. Yeah, yeah especially if he's out. Ugh, jeepers. Yeah, if he's missing games, it makes him even less appealing to me. Um, yeah, me personally, I'm not going to go waste draft capital with what you're going to have to give up to go get Will Fuller. I just – we've seen it for one year of him staying healthy and being consistent, and he was using PEDs and he got suspended for it. So now – yeah, I'm just not in on that at all. I'm not. I'm not buying. If I have him, you're just hoping to God he goes. He goes somewhere with a decent quarterback and a good scheme. Yeah, just for comparison, 
um, you know, if we're going Will Fuller or Corey Davis, I'm a little more excited about Corey Davis than I am Will Fuller. Um, I, I am too, correct. I And, you know, they're pretty, you know, close probably ranking-wise, you know, where people are valuing them. But I would like Corey Davis more, you know, if I'm going for somebody. And it'll be – I was impressed – with what Corey Davis did in that offense, because that offense isn't real pass heavy. And uh, he had a nice year, right? And it, we can just lead into Corey Davis and where he ends up. I don't, I don't think he's a Titan. Um, it'll be really, really interesting to see where Corey Davis ends up. And I'm, I'm kind of excited because somebody that was just so highly sought after, you know, following, um, you know, him coming out of college and it's like, oh man, he's a beast from out of Western Michigan and all that. And uh, I, I do actually like him. I just, you know, in terms of like paying for him, you're, you're giving up. I'm not giving up a first for Corey Davis. You know, I'm giving up, you know, maybe some players or projects or plus picks. Um, I'm not that in love with him, but I like him more than Will Fuller. I do too. And I completely agree. I don't think he's a Titan. I think, God, a guy that was, going in rookie drafts, either 1-1 to 1-3. He didn't really make it past many rookie drafts, past 1-3. And just the prototypical wide receiver one, six foot three, over 200 pounds. The guy was dominant in college. Yeah. But then he got stuck with the Titans. And what he did in, in a low-volume offense with A.J. Brown there, to go almost for 1,000 yards, five touchdowns, he almost had 100 targets on only 14 games too. So he started to pull it together there. He showed that he can do it. He's 26 years old, so he'll be going on his year 27 season. And I, I, can, I would go out and buy Davis for his price, I think. Now, do I know where he's going to He's not going to be very expensive. No, I, don't, I, would give up, I would give up a late – I would give up a mid to late second round pick plus a prospect or a younger, a younger player. I'd give that up for Corey Davis easy. Per, me personally especially with the enticement of him going to a better offense yeah he so people may be valuing him just a, a tad more now with his potential to go to a nice offense but yeah I agree if, if I can get him for what you just mentioned I'm I'm doing that yeah and I don't I don't think he's going to be super expensive for an NFL team either so I mean you're looking at one of those better teams who are maybe not as as plentiful in the cap in the cap space category so I mean I can see him going maybe the maybe the Miami Dolphins maybe go get him Washington football team um places like that I would like and really with with Will Fuller leaving maybe Houston goes and gets him who knows but I I I think anywhere but the Titans with Corey Davis can get the opportunity with a little more volume in the pass game I think he could be a nice a nice piece for your dynasty team for a couple more years here where he's going to be in that that back end to mid wide receiver two range, which is great. Like I like you, you, we were talking about those draft picks before. If I can give it, give up a mid to late second and a player for Corey Davis and he's a wide receiver two for two, two more years, you're beating the odds, right? There. Oh yeah. You're beating those percentages. So I, yeah, I, I would go buy Corey Davis. I like, I like that move even before he signs. Cause I think if he does sign to a good team is that price is going to go up where you might not want to, might not be so enticed to go get them. For sure. That, I mean, this could be a, what I'm looking at right now could be an absolute commercial and this is not an advertisement, but just the way that the, the light was shimmering off of that bush light can and off of your head and 
you're taking sips out of it. I mean, you need to be sponsored by Bush Light. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. It's my lifelong uh, dream. It's my lifelong dream, Tyler. If that happens anytime between now and when I die, I'm good. I'm good to go. Well, don't give up on that. Don't give up on that. <laughs> Never. Uh, a few more players that we want to chat about. And uh, don't let me miss anybody here, Rye. But let's touch on Juju Smith-Schuster here, right? Only 24 years old. Has had one just electric year. Last year finished as, I believe he was wide receiver 30. Nope, sorry. Wide receiver 17 uh, in PPR. You know, finished with 831 and nine touchdowns. Really started off the year nice uh, where he caught a couple touchdowns and had, you know, 69 yards in that first game. And everybody's like, oh, Juju's back, right? You know, he's back. Where, I mean, I don't even know where he ends up. You know, he is, he kind of turned into a, a diva and, he kind of was a little bit of a distraction, especially towards the end of the season. Like that's tough. Nobody wants distractions like that. Um, He he did actually play. Okay. You know, I'll give him that. He scored nine touchdowns. That really helped his value. What are we thinking of Juju? I don't know where he ends up. He really likes Pittsburgh. I know that, but Pittsburgh's got already got some pretty solid receivers. They could go without signing Juju back and be fine. So what what are we what are we thinking about Juju? I don't think he's going to be a Steeler personally. I think Steelers aren't known for doing that. They're known for drafting, developing wide receivers, and then letting them walk because <laughs> they're, they're one of the best teams there too. Yeah, because they, they do it all the time. I mean, you see it saw it with Antonio Brown. Yeah, he had a, some distraction issues himself, but I mean, you see it all the time with them. They draft a wide receiver in the third or fourth round, they develop them. They become really good. They ask for a bunch of money. They say, no, thank you. Let them go. They do the same thing, draft them. It's just like a, it's a reoccurring thing for them all the time. With Juju, I almost feel like he was misused in, in 2020. He did not break a hundred yards all season long. He did not go over hundred yards all season long. And I think when he had that big year in 2018, they were using him more down the field. He, they were using him yeah. more in those intermediate routes. In 2020, he was running that those underneath routes, those four-yard, five-yard routes. I mean, his yards per target were – or yeah, yards per target was, was only six and a half. Yards per catch was only eight and a half. I mean, that's really, really low. For if he's not scoring touchdowns, that year is not very good. No, not at all. I mean, if he scores probably he's, two I mean, or three – Ridiculous to say. That's like saying, you know, without that 93-yard run, you know, he made the plays. But, yeah, that is shocking. I, di- I guess I didn't realize he didn't go over 100 yards. He hasn't gone over 100 yards since, I believe, week 8 of 2019. I, I believe Ugh. that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, he got hurt in 2019. But week 8 of 2019 is the last time he went over 100 yards. It was 103. So, I don't know. I kind of had concerns about Juju going into this year anyway as a as a number one re- receiver. I I didn't love it. I don't I don't know if he's like the guy. If he can beat number one coverage and, and things like that. And I think the Steelers tried to get him out of number one coverage by putting him in the slot, having him do the underneath routes, and it just didn't work out. I mean, he still had 128 targets, but what he did with those wasn't great and he got the red zone targets cuz he had the touchdowns. So if you're an owner, 
you're hoping that he goes somewhere else because with the emergence of uh, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, I mean, you're just, that's it, a lot of targets to go around and that's not good for somebody like Juju. So get him on a different team. Uh, let's reevaluate when he's on a different team, but I'm not ecstatic to go out and buy him. If you no. are so receiver needy, yeah, maybe go out and buy him, I guess with the potential upside of him landing in a very good offense. But I just, I don't really like the player that much. No, I don't, I don't really either. I mean, the, I don't know if you can, if you're wide receiver needy, do you even want to go out and get him? Cause I think the owner is going to just go off of, he's only 24 years old. He has a potential landing on a good team. Are you going to have to give up too much for him? And like, well, I don't that's know the where... reason I kind of like him is he's only 24. So if you're rebuilding, yeah, I'd, I'd go out and get him. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, but I don't know if he can be that number one where you're going to have to give up. You might have to give up enough draft capital or or it's, younger yeah. players to... You're playing risk-reward there. You're hoping that he can go to a new offense if you're buying right now. Otherwise, just wait and see where he goes. But for with, sure. that's you know, if he goes to a good offense, good luck getting him. His value is going to just skyrocket. Right. I and mean, then for me, that's too much risk to buy right now considering when he was the number one receiver or supposed to be, he did not play like it. So even if he goes somewhere where he's the number one, like the Patriots, again, we have quarterback issues. And can he be the number one? I don't know if he can. I think he's better with us with a a true number one on that same team. So he can go against the second cornerback on a team. Yeah. Yeah, He will never return to wide receiver one form. No, I, I don't think he can be top 12. I no. I think those yeah. I don't think he's a good enough player to do that. I don't that's pretty easy to say. You know, I, I feel so confident in saying that. And that's not bold, obviously. I don't think too many people like him. So Yeah. Um you know, we're kind of getting down the list here, Ryan. We have not talked about a running back yet, so I think it's time to address the running back. And uh and that's Aaron Jones, who's just recently been linked to Miami, although conversations uh cannot occur yet. Um, and that's a team with cap space, right? And a team that rolled the dice with a couple different running backs this year with Gaskin and uh, the Ahmed guy. And they did well with that. Do you see Aaron Jones going to Miami? It, you know, we recently said about a month ago on the pod that, you know, with the lack of cap space, Aaron Jones isn't going to get the money that he wants. He likes Green Bay. Does he end back up in Green Bay? Green Bay doesn't have a ton of money. They're sitting there restructuring contracts. Who are they restructuring contracts for? That I don't know. Are they restructuring contracts to potentially try and get J.J. Watt? Are they restructuring contracts to try and sign back Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams? What are they doing? Um, I don't know. Where does Aaron Jones end up next year? I, I, you know, a couple weeks ago, I thought it was Green Bay. Now, is it Green Bay? I don't know. Who, are, who is Green Bay restructuring for? It's starting to look less and less likely that he's going to be a Packer. I mean, during the season, they offered him top five running back money, and he said no. So he was that was last year, though, right? I thought it was during the season in 2020. Toward, oh, toward maybe. The, so he was betting on himself? I, I thought sure they offered him one in 2019, and he turned it down, an extension um, where he was getting decent money. And we, we might have to look that up. So either way, he might have turned down two contracts then. But I thought, I thought he was offered top five running back money in 2020. He turned it down. I can see him going to Miami, actually. 
Um, I don't know how excited I am about that. I don't know if I like Aaron Jones as the every down back, the workhorse. I, I, I'm not sure if I like that. I think in Miami too, you don't have the quarterback play like you do in, in Green Bay to take the pressure off. With Tua at the helm, which is most likely going to happen, you don't, you're not expecting that over the top, those big plays that chuck the ball down the field, like Rodgers will burn you. If, you, if those safeties creep up, he will just absolutely torch you, and you can't do that, which opens things up in the running game. So going to Miami, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be that dynamic top five back like he has been the last two years. So I don't think he's going to be a Packer. It's looking less and less likely. They are restructuring Bakhtiari's recent contract, actually, to try to loosen they things did. up. Or they already did. So, they're, I mean, yep. they're, trying to, they're trying to do stuff for 2021 to get cap space. So is that for Aaron Jones? I don't, I don't know. I, the, the Packers are such a crapshoot at what they're trying to do, <laughs> whether it's free agency, the draft, um, signing people back. You never really know with the Packers. So it's tough, but he has been linked to Miami and I can see that happening. They have the cap space to do it. Um, I don't think he's going to get top five back money though. Anywhere that would, that would surprise me if he did. So he finished as running back two last year or sorry, 2019. Now last year is now 2020. Uh, and then in 2020 he finishes running back number five in PPR. He's put up just monster numbers, so you're not a fan of him in Miami, you were to say. Um, and he's 26 years old. He'd be going on his second contract. We we told everybody, you know, before the 2020 season, you need to sell Aaron Jones. Did If you are still an owner, did you completely miss the boat on him? Personally, I think so. I think if he goes to a new team, he's not going to be the top five back. I don't think so. I don't think he's an every-down guy. That's why we had Jamal Williams. That's why we had A.J. Dillon. I don't think he's the top five guy. I think if he goes to Miami, he could maybe be that same pass-catching back. But if he gets another 200 attempts, I would be – or 200-plus attempts on the ground, I would be – I'd be kind of surprised, to be honest with you, with, with who they have there. Gaskins ran so well last year, too. I just don't know if he's that every single down guy, 250-plus rushes, um, 50 catches – I just person and, and he's getting to that second contract, which we don't like. The peak value was last year when we when we were telling everybody to sell, sell, sell. Sure, he put up a, he put up another top five year. That's fine, but I would much rather be a year too early and sell at that peak value than a year too late, where you're going to get him. You're you're going to get a second round pick for him in like a year. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and that's why we we said to sell him, and even though. He was going to have a good year. You are, I mean, you explained it. You hit it right in the head. So that's my list, Ryan. We could dabble in the tight end position. Is there anybody else that you want to talk about that I missed? Somebody that you hadn't written down. It's like, oh, we got to discuss him. I want to go into a guy who's been pretty underrated. Through, okay, I want two more guys. Two more running backs, actually. Um, okay. One guy who's been pretty underrated for what he's done. He's been an RB1 once and a top-end RB2 once, and then he was a mid-RB2 this year but only played 12 games. That's Chris Carson. What do we, I don't think he's going back to Seattle. I think he would have got a contract by now if he was. Now, was Chris Carson scheme-dependent, volume-dependent? I personally think he, he's going to go on his year 27 season too, mind you, on a second contract. I think 
he's a good back. He's that workhorse, run it down your throat. He's going to put up good fantasy points if he gets 20-plus carries. I don't know if there's another team in the NFL that's going to give him that. Now, he had a solid year this year at running back 19, only played 12 games. They used him a lot in the past game. And he, he had a good year on the ground. But I do think that he's a little bit volume dependent, at least in the past years, where he had 247 carries, 278 carries. This year he went down, but he made really good use with those. He scored four receiving touchdowns on top of that. So what do we think about Chris Carson going forward? I think you missed the sell window on that one as well. I don't see him being that top-end RB2 on another team. He's no longer going to be the primary back anywhere. You're talking about a guy that's been – I feel like he's always hurt. And, you know, and you know him better than I do because you owned him for so many years. And he did produce. But he was never a guy that was just – he was never one of those sexy guys that was very well sought after. He was always just an under-the-radar guy that you could get for a pretty good price and get him good in a redraft league. I, I'm not a I'm not a fan of Chris Carson moving forward. I don't know what Seattle does at running back. It's not that I'm a fan of Rashad Penny either, who's who will be healthy at the start of next season, right? I would hope. Uh, I I don't know what Seattle does at running back, but Chris Carson they did not run the ball as much this year. They were much much more pass dependent, partially because they you know their Daryl Bevel, their offensive coordinator, all those years left. When I went to the Lions, uh, they're just they're not as run dependent as they have been, especially with the emergence of DK Metcalf, and uh, they wanted to sling the ball around a little bit more. So, I I don't like Chris Carson, and, and I don't really like him at all, to be honest with you. I mean, where would he even go to be a top back? Like you said, I don't like he'd be sharing somewhere. And absolutely, and I don't think he'd be just taking carries away from somebody that we like. <laughs> you know, it's not a guy that I'm like, oh, he's going there, awesome. No, he's undrafted guy. He had a great story, but unfortunately, I think his time is up. I, I would agree, and really, I mean, for fantasy purposes, he had a good career for an undrafted guy. You probably career. you probably got off the waiver wire. I mean, he was an RB one sure. for you off the waiver wire once. He was RB sixteen once, RB nineteen. That's a good career. But, like we say, that two- to three-year window, those were his three years. Now I think that's done. And I don't think he's going to go anywhere that's going to be the primary ball carrier. Like you said, I'm looking at all these teams that have cap space who, even toward the end here, that might want him. Like the Texans? He probably probably gets a team-friendly deal and signs back with the Seahawks. I mean, I (laughs) – he could, or what, what else is what, what else is Seattle going to do? Are they going to roll with DJ Dallas and Rashad Penny? Or are they going to draft the guy? If they draft the guy, holy cow, I would love that. But, I can see them drafting a running back. Yes. that would. I mean, that would be nice as far as dynasty purposes go. God, Twitter would erupt. But Penny, Dallas, and Homer, none of those guys um, can carry the, the rock next year. Yeah, I'd be. It's, it's going to be interesting to see where Seattle goes. But as far as Chris Carson is concerned, I don't like him going forward. You missed your sell window. Um, me personally, I did not miss my sell window. I sold him for a first round pick last off season, so I'm I'm feeling pretty good about that. There you go. There's your victory lap. Yep, I'm taking it right now. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know Chris Carson going forward. I'm not a big fan. I think his days are over. You might get 
uh, top end at his very ceiling, you're looking at a back end running back two, most likely, which isn't terrible for bye weeks, but as far as value-wise, you missed out on on getting those picks for him. Who was that last guy that you had, Ray? A guy that I've not liked for the last two years, but he is a free agent, is Kenyon Drake. What do we think about Kenyon Drake going forward? Is he going to be a Cardinal again? He got tagged last year. Actually yeah. put up – he was RB16 this year, which isn't – I mean, that's not bad by any means. But, again, I just feel like he was – on and off. He just happened to score 10 rushing touchdowns this year. Yeah, I was going to say he was so touchdown dependent. And Oh, boy. Person, I, I don't know. I think he's the same boat. I think I don't think the Cardinals get him back unless it's, a, again, same thing as Chris Carson, a cheaper deal where he's just looking for a home, looking to stay in Arizona where it's warm. Um, but I, I'm, again – I'm doing the same thing as last year, except I don't think his value is what it was last year. People were taking him in the first round of startup drafts last year. We were saying sell, 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 sell. Now, I think that I think it's died off a little bit with him, but I mean, he was still mm-hmm. RB 16. So I'm not sure what you can get for him anymore, but Kenyon Drake, I don't, don't like him going forward. Definitely not looking to go by. If I have him, you're riding the ship down just like I am with Melvin Gordon in some, some leagues. Nobody wants Melvin Gordon. But you're just riding the ship now, I think, you're, until it sinks to the bottom of the ocean with Kenyon Drake. Drake is going to be fantasy relevant wherever he goes, unfortunately, at least for another year or two. You think so? Well, I'm, talking, I'm not saying I like him, but he's going to be fantasy relevant enough where he's owned in leagues – I mean, you're talking about a guy that's finished top 20 the last three years. So it's not like he's a complete bum. My worry is he goes and eats carries out of somebody that we like. And I, you know, somebody that, that Twitter and everybody loves, Drake will end up there and steal 10, 12, 13 touches a game. That's my fear. Well, <laughs> you know, well. I, it's not somebody that I want to own, but it's going to be somebody that eats up some, some carries from somebody we like. You know what's going to be the big kicker here is if – and somebody we haven't even talked about is if one of these guys like Chris Carson – this is the one scenario I can see with Chris Carson where I would be in on Chris Carson again or even Drake is if one of these guys goes to, goes to Pittsburgh. I don't know if they get Connor back. I don't think they do. So I think Connor's going to be on the market too. It's just going to be a flooded mess where I think some of these guys we're talking about, we're talking about these second contracts – where they're going to start to really die out, I think, personally. But For sure. And then you got these rookie running backs coming in, and it's like there's so many guys that, that are going to be fighting for carries, and one of these free agents or one of these rookies is totally just going to destroy what people think in a landing spot. And I, I just feel like that's what Drake is going to do. That could very well be, for sure. With oh God, that's just going to make me angry. I do not like him as a player. <laughs> He's just a, a fan. Of, he just pisses me off. But, but yeah, like I said, I think Pittsburgh could change the game on some of these guys. But we'll see what they do. If they bring Connor back, if they draft the guy, if they bring in one of these free agents for, for not top dog money, then I can, I can get in on them a little bit. But, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's those are the last two that I wanted to just kind of pick your brain about and chat about. Were some couple yeah. of other running backs. 
Absolutely. And uh, as always, love talking to you, Ryan. And you, uh, you know, just surpassed 1,400 followers on Twitter. And Ryan's the one that handles that Twitter account. And, you know, you know, tip of the cap to you, Ryan, for, for handling that and, and getting us involved and, and getting the listeners. And uh, we do want to thank you guys for listening. And, um, you know, Ryan handling social media, you do a fantastic job with that. And I'm still kind of waiting on that bush light to reach out. But as always, great talking with you. And I can't wait to, to dive into these rookies a little bit more as, as that approaches. And it, it's going to be good. It, I, I can't wait until, you know, NFL draft season is upon us. It's, it seems like it was yesterday. I um, was just watching the NFL draft with you uh, out at your uh, grandparents' cabin. And that season is just about upon us again. Yeah, I mean, talking about fantasy football Twitter and us could just kind of – I mean, I just feel lucky that we're at 1,400 followers. I've met a lot of really, really good people in the fantasy football community on Twitter, and it's it's a fun community. It's just everybody talking football. Everybody's got different opinions and different different mindsets and different points of view, perspectives, and it's it's a really fun place, and I've met some really, really good people. So it's a, it's been it's been fun, and we appreciate every follow, every listen that we get. I mean, we started out doing this for our league mates where we were thinking we were going to get 10 to 12 listens from everybody in our league. We were just going to start to do a podcast for them just for, for shits and giggles. And, and here we are now. So we definitely appreciate everything that everybody's done for us and all the support that we've gotten. So definitely appreciate that. And yeah, it'll be our one year anniversary up here coming up in about two weeks or so, Tyler. So oh boy, flown by. We might have to do something oh special for that one. Absolutely. We will. So as always, Rye, great talking to you. Uh, tune in next week. Uh, and thank you for listening to Block of the Back. Thank you for listening to Block in the Back podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Dynasty Fantasy football related. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button, tell all your friends about us, and then hop on Twitter and give us a follow at Dynasty Block. Thank you, and remember, you are listening to Block in the Back.